0: Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Thank you, quite kindly, Alliance. Look at emails just rolling in. I've never been so fired up and proud of my country this early in the morning. Off the cuff, brilliant, sir. Nobody's ever described how great this country is, better than you just did. That's why my c ex-wife never got to go on any vacations out of the country, because why? We're already in the best place on the planet. Good day, sir! <laughs> <laughs> that is from Jordan Knox. Sometimes we need to just get fired up about the things in our lives that are good. Sometimes you need to look at that husband or wife of yours and go, God damn it, I won. Great work, baby. Drop those drawers. Let's get to business. Celebrate the stuff you've got, not the stuff you don't have. Celebrate the good in your life, not the crap surrounding you. Everybody's got all around them. Look around and go, you know what? I'm in the United States by chance? This was just a flat goof? And I'm going to complain about it? Not today. One day a week, don't complain about this place. How about we start there? And don't get mad at Fox News or CNN or that awful MSNBC, which is impossible not to get mad at. Yeah. And just have a day where you really appreciate everything you got. Especially when you look at your phone and go, I want that. And you hit a button and like three hours later, there's a dude knocking on your door giving it to you. We rule, period. Zero questions. And stop. All these emails have got me fired up now because everybody's saying, God damn it, preach! <laughs> uh, it's says, uh, most
1: of the time, it's our,
0: you know, first world problems. The bitching. <laughs> Adrian Green might have the... Turn, the, turn Lee Greenwood back up. I'm, I'm not going without Lee Greenwood without reading Adrian Green's email. This is phenomenal. And I think I love what he says here. Adrian Green, Field Safety Advisor at Sunland Asphalt has emailed in and said, Hey, Humbert, there's two types of countries in the world. Some that have walked on the moon and the rest. <laughs> That's right, God damn it. We're that one. And I don't know if that makes us better. It makes us cooler for sure. It makes us better. You're right, Brett." be living here today Right. And then, of course, you get the one. Should have a travel ban on Chicago. Now, now, stop it. I just told you this is a great... Uh, even uh, Chicago's worst parts are better than everywhere else. I'd still take a vacation to Chicago. i just know where not to go. The United Center and South. You can have your socks, Brett. I'm not going to any games there. unless the Crosstown classic. I'll go to the north side and watch a to of I'm not going to any Bulls games, that's for sure. My friends live in the West Loop. That's as far as you'll For go. For parking, he's got a guy. I got a guy. I'm not interested? <laughs> Thank you. i gets get you to the game. They televise those games, correct? Now go to a nice sports bar in downtown Chicago and watch your white Sox. Yeah, I'm still like, I'm not running to Chicago right now, but still. Stop it. We're trying to be uh, excited about the U.S. of A. We're way too quick to, we're spoiled. We're spoiled rotten babies, that's why. Spoiled rich kids bitch about their house. We, we got to appreciate our house a little bit better. Yeah, there's problems. Everybody's got problems. I uh all that said, I watched the Chris Rock thing last night and this is going to take a turn against Americans being spoiled bitches. I meant to, but I watched it last night and it's it's probably on Chris Rock's 6th or 7th best special. It's it's decent. It's nothing spectacular. It's... My my 3 was not a Far-fetched. I'd give it a two, maybe less. It's good. Really? Yeah. It's okay. There's some funny part. I mean, he's a funny guy. It's just Chris Rock performing as Chris Rock. So it's the same, you know, it's what it's what he gives. I love Chris Rock. I think some of his stand-up in the 90s is the best I've ever seen. A couple of his specials that... Uh,
1: and I haven't seen any uh, oh, of his specials.
0: I think I have, actually, of all of his big specials. And he is, when he's on point, he is outstanding. Philosophy... Uh, you know make you think type stuff, and he 's got a couple of those moments in this, but what really I took away was if you 're offended by what he said in that special, you were looking to be offended. You went in going, how is Chris Rock going to piss me off you broadside you on. were n- there 's nothing in that yeah. that makes you go, I cannot believe what chris Rock just said it 's chris rock i i I felt like he went places that were a little bit like uh you know, he took a step. But he was never wrong. Like, I think that, you know, the one lady that was mad when he said, uh, there's a joke he tells about how uh, black people are even worried about how dark their baby's going to be. Like, is it going (laughs) to be Steph Curry or Draymond Green, which is a great line. And he said, so the royal family wondering how dark the baby was going to be. You know, let's not act like that's a big deal because we do it, too. Maybe black people had some, you know, a little bit of a peek into their window that we didn't know. And like. You know, spilled the beans. Maybe you could be offended by that. Maybe. Maybe you're offended by the N-word. Don't watch a Chris Rock special then. You've never seen him before. So, watching it, I thought it was good. I mean, Chris Rock's, you know, if it's the seventh best Chris Rock special, it's still good. Yeah. But his, you know, his pinnacle specials are monumentally funny. Like, gut-busting funny. This one doesn't have any of that. I don't think I had one, like, hardcore... Hilarious! I laughed a lot, but it wasn't I guess
1: hilarious. I had I th- was expecting to have that at least yeah. a couple of times. When there was,
0: he was good, but it was you know, eh, two out of five maybe. It was good. It's Chris Rock, but I'm, I'm judging it on a high. He set the bar pretty high. So, you know, there's been a few of them you're watching. Like the bar is high for Chris Rock, and this one is, eh, it's okay. How much time did he spend on the Will Smith thing? Five minutes at oh, the okay. end, and that's the there's thing.
1: Little and there's a one or two one-liners throughout.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, the whole special jab. was written somewhat like, okay, this is good enough for a special just to get to the end where he calls Will Smith a bitch about twenty-five times, and that part is just you just see it like I want the world to see me attack Will Smith, which I kind of think is a pussy move. Although he does say I tried to call him and he wouldn't, you know. Well, he well, said that one point. He said I tried to call him to console him after his wife went public with what she'd done with her son's friend and then interviewed him about it which is you know everybody he was just recounting what everybody already talked about and then a year later st- you know the and show according
1: to will he said
0: he's reached it he's re- well right and who knows but it's this sh- the special is called selective outrage and i can't imagine chris rock still that mad a year later at will smith so it seemed selective outrage to do the last 5 minutes mm-hmm. that intensely mad at Will Smith still when you just said everybody calm down. You just spent an hour before saying everybody yeah. calm down about everything. And then you went on a tirade about the guy that smacked you. And it was funny. But it's a year later. And you're st- you're, there's no way you're still upset. And it almost came too late. But it is funny. But again, I, 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 you know, the Twitter and everybody else. Trying, I do like that everybody kind of lashed back like, you know, shut up, Twitter it's will it's a uh, chris rock
1: this You're- i wonder sometimes uh the complaining or i wonder if that's
0: orchestrated
1: in a way to get more people to watch it
0: yeah of course some is yeah
1: i uh, i gotta yeah. believe it on this like yeah. you said you you watch that thing and you can't really see someone getting
0: you know what i don't know I, I, but i don't i would agree that that used to be a thing i don't think you have to even orchestrate it anymore i think you just know that there's tons of people with bullhorns that can't wait to... No matter what. To just loudmouth something, and it's going to give you free press. So I think it used to be orchestrated to have, oh controversy, these people are... Like, I think the the entire deal about Tropic Thunder was manufactured. I think when Tropic Thunder came out, and remember, because we're like, who's mad? Mentally challenged people? They're not going to stand outside with misspelled picket signs saying, you know, boycott Simple Jack. Or, they don't care. They're always happy. Nobody mentally retarded was upset... At, at Tropic Thunder, groups that represent them were, but no mentally challenged kid A is going to Tropic Thunder for any other, and none of them are coming out going, man, they really represented us poorly. They went outside and saw a balloon in their, oh, their entire world, balloons! They're, like, they didn't care anymore. Like, it was, they're, they're a happy people. So they weren't, so we're like, that's fake. Yeah. Like, there's no way that there's groups of mentally challenged people saying Simple Jack's not funny. It sure as f was funny. It was hilarious. It's Al Pacino's birthday today. Is it? All yeah. right. Well, he may be popping by later. All right. Yeah. Not the Al, not al, al, Pacino. al Pacino's birthday? Yeah. Not Al Brandon Pacino. Because oh. oh. I was going to say, wasn't it Al Pacino's birthday a little bit ago? Yeah. Brandon T. Jackson's birthday, sure. But yeah, so, and then the, you know, Robert Downey Jr. and Blackface thing, you just didn't get the joke. So I thought that was all manufactured. So that was probably the last time I'm like, eh, this is all kind of fake outrage. That they're that the studios are drumming up to make us go, wow! What's this movie about? What's so outrageous about this? I don't think you need to. I think it's real. I think it can I mean, happen
1: a lot quicker, though. I mean, well, sure. It's if it's you wanted to do it, it's yeah. real
0: easy. But I don't think the outrage needs to be orchestrated anymore. I think you just know that every asshole has a bullhorn, and instead of turning things off or looking away, they stare at it and scream. And it does. It adds to uh, the only reason I watched the Chris Rock special when I did. I would have waited was because everybody was losing their mind. Like, what's so offensive? Like, it's a Chris Rock special. What did he say that was so bad that, that you didn't expect? Like, I expect Chris Rock to say stuff that makes me go, oh, nice. I expect a little bit of a punch. He's comfortable shoes to me. I know for a fact that some of the topics are going to be taboo. But I go to Chris Rock special, I'm not going with the, all right, you better not offend me feeling.
1: And losing They're their mind idiot. most of the time, would you say it's Twitter?
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, moves. most it's of the, the social media, feedback, everything,
1: then, then it maybe jumps on to some other. Well, whether Yahoo or it doesn't whatever publication. So
0: I haven't really. How many times do you read a, a Yahoo story or a story online that says Twitter outraged by? Yeah. Uh, Twitter is not a person. It's a thing. And so if you find a few comments, they I mean, they always stand out. Yelp reviews all five stars. You read the one star to see how bad that was. So, ooh, Yelp outrage—the one-star reviews—you always read the horrible. So, Twitter outraged by is easy. It's an easy thing. So, yeah, there's some people who got mad, and it was a lot. I mean, they had the you know the the laundry list of people. But you're watching a Chris Rock thing. It's like standing on a football field and complaining that you got hit a couple of times. You're being in a boxing ring, and so this guy keeps trying to punch me. It's like, yeah, you're you've invited yourself into a thing that might offend you. If you're easily offended, don't watch Chris Rock. So it wasn't up there with like Chappelle's? No. Okay. With Chappelle's best five are better than all of Chris Rock's. Uh, but Chris Rock's best five are better than almost everybody else. Yeah. This one doesn't fall into that. And To me, at least. I mean, some people might have left it. It was funny. I mean, I'm not saying it was dumb or bad. It was yeah. good. It just wasn't. Chris Rock's bar is really high for me. So did it meet it? No, not really. It was good. If I went and saw it, I'd be like, that was fun. But it wasn't It's not when
1: you go back to it again.
0: I think Dave Chappelle's best 20 minutes were his monologue on Saturday Night Live about four or five months ago. That was the best I've ever seen. That was the most poignant and funny and good he's ever been. Like, that was his best 20 minutes ever. And that is a ridiculously high bar. Because even before he became Dave Chappelle famous, his comedy was as good as it got. To the point where he calls himself the GOAT. He knows. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Again, so the selective outrage is very true. Because if you go to Chris Rock and you say, you know, I'm angry that I watched a Chris Rock special. I I don't know how that's not on you. Now, Dilbert, (laughs) that's a place you don't go to hear racial commentary. So now I understand when you're kind of like, hey, Dilbert, I don't come here for that. You've shocked me. Dilbert shocked me. I don't read Dilbert. Dilbert looks lame to me. But now I'm interested in Dilbert. Scott Adams, the guy who said that black people are a hate group and my only advice to white people is to stay away from them, doubles down later and says, I'm right about this. And, uh, and, you know, ask any white person. Now he's tripling down and saying, because they pulled all of his Dilbert cartoons. And now yesterday he comes out and he goes, I did that on purpose to start a dialogue. Nobody's looking to you, Scott Adams, to start national dialogues at all. I'm tired you, of drawing, you draw Dilbert and shut up. You've you've made your bed. I know you may want to branch out from your Dilbert umbrella, but you're you're f-ing Dilbert man. That's all you are ever going to be to us. You're too old to be anything else. So he said, uh, "Yeah." He said, "White people should get the hell away from black people. They're a hate group." But he said, "Black people are," and then and then he made the. Crucial error of saying black people are on my side. He's pulling a Trump where it's like you, you've already made no sense. He says, uh, Here's a quick summary. I was concerned there was a lot of anti whiteness. I used some hyperbole, or as dumb people say, hyperbole. Uh, but my purpose was to teach them and anybody else who wants to listen to the tools for success. It was his, he was educating some folks. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he said, Tell your students. They have a perfect path to success as long as they get good grades. I'm assuming you're a good teacher. He's talking to the person that was yelling at him. Uh, and a good school, good education. Talk about things that make them uncomfortable. Everybody knows the answer is rhetorical. And he's trying to just dig in saying, look, you, you guys realize what I... He did that terrible thing when people goof and they go, but I did it on purpose. I'm like, no, you didn't. You're, you, a, you're not that clever. B, nobody looks to Dilbert's creator, Scott Adams, for poignant moments of philosophy. First time I've heard him. Right, I didn't even know his name. I I thought the guy who did Dilbert is now known as Scott Adams. Uh, He said, would I do what I did to get to this place again? I have to tell you, I feel like I'm supposed to be here doing this. It's a weird feeling. I've never felt bad about being canceled, and I can't explain that, except that I feel like I'm supposed to do this. I feel like race relations in the country are so broken, you got to stir up the crap to get people's attention and maybe convince them to look forward, maybe then uh, work together. I don't know how working together includes saying stay away from another race. Yeah. So Scott Adams is, is was he saying if this spinning. was he
1: saying this race if uh, uh, as far as the black people if they fall under this category then mm-hmm. I consider that a hot, hot he, he was saying all black people are. It I just, thought he was saying if a black person falls under this
0: no thing, he that's said, a hate group. No. Well, he did say uh, Black Lives Matter set back race relations twenty years. Yeah. And he calls them a terrorist organization. But he said that black people are a hate group. And, you know, any white guy who's made money drawing white business office cartoons starts to tell black people how to live their lives. It's not going over. It's exactly. lead balloon. Gary Larson shut yeah, his yeah, mouth. Exactly. If Gary Larson goes, all right, one other thing. I've always thought. Uh, <laughs> black people have no business being around us. Like, what the hell is Garfield's dad doing? Jim Davis is screaming <laughs> about black people. Yeah. Gary Larson and the far side. And we just keep you to what you do. Don't ruin the far side. If Jim Davis came out and you know, the chinks are really kind of up my ass all the time. Like, hey, 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 <laughs> Davis, stick to the Garfield. I've got a thing about Jews. I mean, Kanye wasn't even allowed to talk about the no. Jews. We all kind of looked at Kanye and went, no, no, not from you. There's certain people we turn to for that kind of stuff. Gilbert's dude ain't one of them. So you just read the room and know that, you know, there's just certain things that, you know, a guy in a wheelchair and you will roll in and he, he comes over to If you. hear the, If you heard this... Hey, I'm your personal trainer. Like, nope, 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 nope. I want another one. But you're being bigoted towards my abilities to train you. I've already got a computer. Actually, yes. Yeah. In this case, yes. I don't know. They're <laughs> not listening to you. Wheel over here to the squad rack. How are you going to spot me, by the way? I have a direct link to 911. <laughs> okay. I want another trainer. <laughs> Just know your strengths. It's just it's the Dilbert's dude. He should just come out for his own sake. But he feels self empowered now, and that again is social media. And or he, Dilbert's dude feels like he's like people turn to him for that. Like people want to hear from Dilbert's guy. No, they don't. I've never read a Dilbert. I haven't either. I don't know what it I is. I know you it's, know
1: until last
0: week. I don't know where you'd find mm, it. Newspapers, if, it was, yeah. if they were still even running that. Which I think he feels empowered because the only people that read Dilbert are in their 70s and probably racist, too. Like, that appeals to the 70-year-old office worker, Dilbert, because they still get the newspaper. Nobody's seeking Dilbert out on the computer. Nobody goes to the funny Dilbert comic strip. You get the Post, you get the Gazette, you get... Those are the ones where... Those are Dilbert readers, and they're all like, Yeah, you tell him, Scott! the blacks! Like, no, he... He got too close to his own audience, I think. Oh, Doonesbury. Oh, that's what Dilbert looks like. <laughs> yeah, Dilbert. Is I even forgot. I mean, yeah. it's... Uh, well, it's mm. pointless because you haven't had a newspaper in your hands yeah. for a hundred years. When's the last time you opened the funny pages? It's like if Kathy's creator just all of a sudden started to talk about abortion, which she does. And she was, you know, anti... Yeah, there he is. He just he's a bald white guy telling black people they're a hate group and then going, I just wanted to start a dialogue. Well you did, and the dialogue was cancel that guy. <laughs> sometimes canceling makes sense. And sometimes it's overboard. This one seems like he wanted to be. Oh. Yeah.
1: Dilbert's legacy. Dilbert's a
0: racist. <laughs> <laughs> he's a separatist at the very least. He may not be racist, but he wants to separate the tribes. And I didn't see that coming in Dilbert's last coffee mug. The dunce cap doesn't look good on Dilbert. <laughs> no. He's going to be very that? clanny. Very clanny. I didn't see the picture, oh, but I can picture work. it pretty easily. And Dilbert in a dunce cap and uh, the owner, or the creator. But yeah, just there's certain people you just don't want to hear from on certain topics. It's why we... It's, uh, look, this is not going to go over well, but yeah, you don't want Dilbert in the dunce, Cap. Now. The, uh, uh, it's the reason why men can't out loud, but I'll do it for you, struggle with women calling sports. It's mm. the same. It is the same. Sometimes you have to do, and it's not fair, but women have to do twice as good and twice as much to be accepted calling men sports. You can't have flaws. Beth Moans might be great at calling a game, but her voice makes me crazy. And that's true of men, too, which the, doubles, sure, they'll be, yeah. the double standard is I can't listen to certain guys call games because they're pukers. I don't like broadcasters that puke. Men are women, and she's a puker. But if you say it about her, you hate women. And I don't hate women, but I don't like them calling sporting events. I'm not used, used to like it. too. Chris, yeah, a lot of people get pissed off with him too. His delivery drives yeah. people nuts. But you're allowed to old, not like them. Yeah, for the same reasons you're allowed to not like Chris Collinsworth, you're not allowed to not like Beth Moyness. He drives me oh, sure. nuts. He makes me crazy. But when you do it to her, you know, and plus, oh, it's because I, she's a woman, you don't she's like a women. woman, and I don't want a woman telling me my sports. And there's a lot of truth to that. They have to work hard. They have to be. They have to be different.
1: I've come around a little bit um, on the uh, halftime shows and the pre-games. Oh, yeah, I'm fine with hosting.
0: Yeah. Some of them are great. Hosting is pretty solid. But as far as play-by-play, there's something men don't like about that. And we're not allowed to say so, and it's being pushed. And I think it's because we feel like we are being pushed and we can't even say it's Beth, chauvinistic. Beth, too. I said it about Dan Fouts. I'm like, ah, great, we got a f- Dan Fouts game. I hated Dan Fouts when Dan Fouts called a football game. My whole crew lost it. We hated Dan Fouts, hated him. He was, and everybody feels this way. But this dude was truly anti everything but Chargers. If you watch a game Dan Fouts called with the Chiefs, uh, with uh, the Raiders. With anybody the Chargers were rivals with, he is so one-sided. And he hated the Steelers. He hated the teams that always bounced him. And he was... And you could tell. And you could hear it. I heard it... Now, normally you hear it with your team. Like, this guy's against our... And it's not true. Dan Fouts, I heard it with games I didn't care about. I heard it when he'd call a game against the Chiefs. He was picking and choosing... Mo, He, would, he was watching a game that didn't exist. There were several times Dan Fouts would say, well... You know, if that tip ball goes for a pick six, this is an entirely different game. Yeah. Touchdowns that didn't happen would change the course of every game. And he would root for things to, like, he would lament missed opportunities for teams playing the Chiefs or Raiders. I noticed that, when, and it was, you know, the Titans. He didn't care. He didn't have any ties to it, but he just hated certain teams. I'd say that, and nobody batted an eye. i say Beth Moen sucks, because her voice is a puke machine. And people are like, oh, you're, you're, you're anti-woman. like, no, I'm anti-Beth Moens. I don't like her. I don't like a lot of broadcasters in baseball. I can't stand a ton of them. Pukey, weird, oh, yeah. you know, Brockmeyer sounding guys. But you're not allowed to say that. You're not allowed to talk about one. But that is, there's something, men are like, oh, girls calling the game. There's just something about it that we feel like we want it to be a man thing. We don't turn to them. I still do. We don't, I do, too. You don't turn to a woman for sports. That that sea change has not occurred. You don't turn to Dilbert for racist advice. <laughs> you don't go, I wonder what Scott... <laughs> no one's ever said, wow, this this riot down by Scottsdale Fashion Square. Scottsdale, Scott. I wonder what Scott Adams thinks of this. Never has anyone said, I wonder what the creators of Dilbert think of this race riot. Never. He should have put it on Dilbert. Dilbert should have said, it. "Yeah, Dilbert should have said, you know, I think uh, the blacks are a hate group." And then just takes a sip of coffee in the next square and the dunce cap. Everyone at the Washington Post is was like, "What the f- happened to Dilbert? He's lost his mind." Eh, I'd get my work done faster if it wasn't for the Jews. Dilbert, enough.
1: He was hacked.
0: Yeah, and Dilbert was on Ambien. <laughs> And then he got his <laughs> yeah. his his strip got hacked, I was like oh, yeah. Jeff Dunham or something. <laughs> right. I mean, as long Rose as the Anne. old man says, Dilbert it. has to come back and just in you know, a one shot of just his face and the caption that says, "Look, uh, I'm taking a lot of hands." I was on something, and uh, I tweeted some things last night, and I believe I may have been hacked. We're looking into it. Dilbert's cartoon's not funny; it's an apology today. But yeah, nobody ever turned to Scott Adams for wonder what you think white people and black people should do as a big group. Again, I said this yesterday, and I couldn't mean it more. People are, you know, they're always like, uh, if you say something, you're transphobic or homophobic or whatever. And I realized yesterday, talking to Jay and the gang up there at the Tactical Black, and I'm human phobic. I'm, 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 I'm completely phobic of all people I don't know. And that's beautiful when you think about it. I don't like anybody until I get to know them. For the most part, I assume you're up to no good until you show me you're not. And so I'm and human. And so, by folk. not
1: knowing them for the most right. part, I go, judge just them. It at this. I don't want anything to I just do with don't them. Like you. I don't like
0: you. I don't want anything to do with you. I go to a circle K and walk in there and go, Gosh, what a great day to make a ton of friends. You're not going to go in there and do that. You look around going, Look at this asshole. That's everybody's first reaction to the guy in front of them in line. This asshole, hurry up. Yeah. Nobody ever goes, I want to be friends. It's a great place to have long lasting relationships. Public. Forget the exact change, pal. Let's move. I love the public. It's a gift when somebody turns to you and you have a nice feeling right away. Like, wow, okay, the barrier's been broken, but I'm human phobic. I don't care if you're trans. Are you an asshole? Are you a trans asshole? Because that's what I'm phobic of. Are you a homo asshole? Are you a straight That's what I'm phobic of. I'm human phobic. All-encompassing phobia of you, the, the general public. I'm not friend-phobic. I put you in another category. You're my friend now. <laughs> You're not even human to me. You're a friend. But yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. Holmberg's morning Sickness.
1: I hear the words you say sometimes. I mean, who talks
0: like that? 98. K-U-P-D. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Plenty of stuff out there that you could complain about. Stop it. Today's the day that we sit back and say America rules, Mexico sucks, Canada sucks, what other countries, China, all of them, they all suck. Everywhere but here. Everywhere but here. Like, I believe that's the best text we've ever received. There are two types of country in the world, ones that have walked on the moon and all the rest. (laughs) We rule. And, And the best thing is, is we won't share that technology with anyone. India would love to go to the moon, and we won't tell them how. And we did it 53 years ago. <laughs> yeah, we stopped going to the moon about f- half a century ago. You guys still haven't figured it out, huh? <laughs> That's surprising. Oh, man, they can fix yeah. a computer. Oh, yeah. boy. And they can build the computers that send people. Like, we have more power in our cell phones than the computers that sent man to the moon. And they still can't get anybody up there. Oh, Well. Said America for half a century. Keep it up, kids. We did it. We we did it so much we quit doing it. We got bored going to the moon. You've seen their trains. They can't fit that many people That's on a it. shuttle. I mean, <laughs> they get right on top <laughs> yeah. of it. Oh,
1: that'd be brutal.
0: <laughs> and there's absolutely no rivers to <laughs> in. So right. they you know the moon's dry. You wouldn't want them up there. Yep. I love the United States and I don't care about mm-hmm. any other countries. I just don't. It's a beautiful thing. I'm in, a, I'm in a patriotic mood today since they told me I can't go to Mexico. My <laughs> dreams are coming true. And they start shutting that thing down. Close her up. There's certain stores you drive by when you see them closed and you're like, eh, I saw that coming. Mexico is that store. I don't know what guy thought he was going to sell that many tchotchkes in a giant's. No way he was going to make cost on that. So you see it shuttered up, going on a business sale. Mexico should have that too as you go in, going on a business there cartel taking under new ownership. That's,
1: that's been up for quite a while. Yeah,
0: under new management because their government's not doing it. Let's be honest with it. At least they could be honest and say, yeah, the cartel runs it. Sorry, gang. It's theirs. We're kind of like a shadow thing for them. Again, my buddy Janny from the Sudan is very comfortable in Mexico. He's the mayor of Rocky Point. You go with me, I take you to places that you would never go alone. Like, that's the worst invitation I've ever heard. He bought a house on the other, the other side of the hill. And a school. The dude was there for three days. He bought a school. I'm like, where'd you get the money? He goes, it was <laughs> $100. He bought a school for 100 bucks. Why? How to help the children. The cartel will help them, you idiot. You think they're going to come out of there doing well? They're, they're either going to escape to America or they're going to be part of the cartel. And he's and he now he's kind of bailing on the school. What is <laughs> his Mother little... <laughs> Janny over there? Or <laughs> oh, <what>? Janny's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you can't go anywhere and Janny doesn't. He was in Costa Rica and they were like, "I asked him to run for stuff." He was there for a week. He makes friends with everyone, and he's an amazing human being. I love Janny. Janny Dang is one of the most amazing people on the planet. Andy can drink like a fish. He's still fun. He's not one of those people that makes you feel bad. He's amazing and you can get drunk with him. That's a rare combination. Most amazing people, you walk away sober every time. Just going, well, I don't want to party with that guy, but he's pretty amazing. <laughs> Janny's amazing and you want to get bombed with the guy. And I've done it. Not to the extent of the pictures I've seen him in Vegas where he really loses his cork, but and he's down in Mexico. He's showing me pictures of uh, the school he bought. The greatest slideshow I've ever seen. This is the school, and I talked to the guys, and I got protection, so I'll be fine. He's the uh, playground. We're going to redo this. Flips to the next one. It's him in a bathtub with two Mexican naked ladies. Whoops. <laughs> and I'm like, what was that? Oh, no, I met a girl at the club. <laughs> I brought a friend. They had never seen a man with skin like mine. I'm like, you banged them both. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's my girlfriend. Does she speak English? No. <laughs> he was dating her for a while. And then the next time I saw him, I'm like, and he was moving there. You're moving from Sudan to the U.S. of A. to Mexico? Just go back to Sudan. It's better. At least you know some people. And he you felt, know how the streets work. Fell in love with a Mexican stripper for a little bit. her in a bathtub on the first day. Yeah. I saw the photos. Now, <laughs> now really he's coming wearing. back? He's been back for a while. Yeah. He's still got a school. I don't think he can get rid of it. <laughs> The kids are in the school. They are in uh, cartel training. But he went. He went over the hill. He went over the hill and started to deal with the cartel. And they loved him. I know the people. I know. And they call him. They when Janigo, He's called the mayor of Rocky Point. They everyone knows him in Rocky Point because he came and he bought a school and he fixed it up for three hundred fifty dollars. Bought a school and refurbished the whole thing. You don't even need the Home Depot. The workers are everywhere. <laughs> and they will do it for a dollar, for food. Jenny, you're an amazing person. Let's get drunken in the bathtub. What do you say? It would be like hanging out with Henry Kissinger. And then... Hey, there we are this, uh, at the uh, uh, meeting with all the leaders. And he opens his, me in the bathtub naked with hookers. <laughs>
1: like, Henry,
0: you're not supposed to have it. I did not know that but right yeah.
1: Playtime.
0: (laughs) We had a lot of fun when we were there. Yeah, he's just an ambassador and he also drinks a lot. He's fun. Anyway, (laughs) USA. That's what I say. And Dilbert. Use your outrage towards Dilbert. You're right to do it. But what are you going to do? You don't turn to Scott Adams for help with what's ailing the nation. He's Dilbert. You're right. Like Jim Davis, uh, Gary Larson. They knew. And Gary Larson did Doonesbury, right? Or was he the. He did uh, the Far Side. Far Side. Who's the Doonesbury guy? Because that dude took some. He was controversial for a comic strip. Doonesbury? He he was doing a lot of uh, Watergate stuff, and that's where he kind of made his hay and then always was political. That dude might have an opening. I don't know his name, but that's the one where you're like, okay, and he's probably dead. He's like, all right, that guy makes sense because he makes some political comments. He pushes the boundaries. Dilbert? It's like Beetle Bailey's creator coming out of the woodwork saying that black people are no good. You're just going to yell at him. The funniest Beetle Bailey I ever saw, though, three panels. Uh, Beetle wanders into the medic's office in the tent. And, it's, uh, and they drew a black guy. And all it was was Beetle Bailey's same head with lines in it. Just That's how you knew he was black. And he had a little afro. And they walked into the a medics thing. And the next panel, Beetle, Beetle says, uh, I don't feel good. And the doctor says, you look pale. And Beetle says, easy for you to say. <laughs> and that was the cartoon. <laughs> and I pissed myself for 20 minutes on Sunday morning reading the color version of that. I was like, this is great. But, yeah, I don't know Beetle Bailey's creator, but that dude needs to shut up, too.
1: I think they know now.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, 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 perfect. Listening to a, this is perfect. Billy uh, Line Weber. Listening to a woman announcer talk about football is like listening to LeBron talk about politics. <laughs> perfect. That is perfectly said. I don't want to hear. LeBron has takes on politics. I don't turn to LeBron for that. At least now, maybe someday if he earned, but you got to earn that. Oh, I still wouldn't. Being good at basketball, well, they all, you, you know, know, they all have a platform.
1: Thanks to uh, you know, podcasting, and that's where they. Speak their minds. <laughs> the barbershop.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's fine. And you can have everybody's got a platform, you're allowed to say that yeah. stuff. But when you go out of bounds and you're Dilbert that problem with Dilbert was we never heard from him before. This is the first time we've heard him talk.
1: It very yeah, very
0: rarely nobody's listening to Dilbert's yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, he I'm was Dilbert. on the hot ones. Dilbert and, uh, creator. Everybody's got a podcast, and Dilbert's <laughs> creator had one. That's no surprise. But the first time you hear from anybody, and the words "white people should stay away from black people," you're like, "Uh oh, red flags, red flags." This is his introduction. This is his best foot forward. I'm talking about unity. What? What? Yeah, I did it on purpose to start a dialogue. You did that. <laughs> Wonder what Dilbert's thinking. Nobody ever. I bet you Jim Davis would have a stern word or two for those blacks. If only he wasn't so busy drawing Garfield. Odie's probably a racist. (laughs) The Calvin and Hobbes guy can't talk about this. You've you've set your feet in cement as to what we expect from you. Don't go branching out too far. (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand it at all. It's like me giving medical advice. Like, who are you? I don't know. I just know that I'm going to do this operation pretty well. Like, No, you're not. You're not touching me. I you know, know where there's... your body parts are. I've read a lot. I still don't want to carve you open. I'll do that, sir. Would you let me cut a mole off your body? No. I'm not, that's not where you come to me for. Love what you said about the United States, John. Is this malignant? I don't know. Sure. I'll carve it off if you want. Google it. Yeah. Stay in your lane. And if you're going to leave your lane, signal first. Let us know you're coming over. Don't just come shooting into our lane screaming black people need to stay away from us. Dilbert. (laughs) Remember when we had Deion Sanders on and I asked him, I remember that question he asked and he said, Who gets in your butt? That was a question he asked. He screwed up. And he was talking about, what he meant to say was, what coach gets up your ass? Oh, okay. But he goes, hey, he's stuttering around, stammering because he's a bad broadcaster. And he goes, so tell me, who gets up in your butt? It's the one-on-one interview. Who's in your butt? And he tried to fix it by saying that. And I'm like, you would like to have that day over, wouldn't you? And he goes, no, I said I did. that was exactly what I meant. I'm like, it was not exactly what. Don't do that. I did this on purpose. Have some pride in yourself and go, yeah, I screwed that up. That was a dumb thing. I don't know why I said it that way. I meant well, I, what I meant to say was people would respect that, but I did it on purpose. Like that was your, you know, your flair that you used for. You just you goofed. You're not very good at what you do.
1: You might be selling yourself short on the uh, opportunity for John Holmberg's opinion in outpatient surgery center, though. <laughs> I'm pretty good at that. That's
0: very true. <laughs> I can give you advice on, on one w- side, where to go, and who to talk to, but don't talk to me about surgeries. I'll tell you if it hurt how long it took to recover and what you need to do. I've been through it. I'll talk to you about it. If I have some knowledge of it, I'll say, I know this, this, and this about it, but I'm certainly not going to cut you open. I'm not doing that. I'm also not going to grade your math papers. That's something you shouldn't come to me for. You get an A for trying in my book. I don't understand. Numbers might as well be hieroglyphics to me. I'm terrible at it. You start adding letters to math. Just throw me out the window. (laughs) I am useless in this. If it ever came down, if if the news ever popped that Morgan Freeman was president and he said, the only way we get out of this is if we all do algebra. Okay, well, I'm out. See you all. Enjoy the new nation without me. I'm joining the cartel. Yep. Does the enemy do algebra? Those communists have banned algebra. I'm a communist. We all have to find out what A is. A is a letter. It doesn't belong in math. And we have to get rid of that one there. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. I've gone 50 and a half years. And outside of high school, I've never used it. And that is by design, friends. (laughs) If algebra pops up in front of me, I run like someone's holding a a machete at my throat. If you want to rob me, don't use a weapon because I'll fight you on a weapon. Make me do algebra and I will start handing my money to you. Can I please just stop? This is torture. (laughs) You could play uh, the doors on a loop for 48 hours and you wouldn't get as much out of me as you would if you just gave me algebra problems to solve and every hour you come in and hit me. Make it stop. You can't do one algebra equation? No, (laughs) there are letters in it. That's for spelling. What's an A doing next to a 5? They don't belong together. And there's people out there who are laughing because they are good at it. I sat next to a kid who aced algebra the first time through. I was a straight A student until algebra showed up. Algebra showed up. And they my, doubled down. My, algebra 2? What the hell is what? algebra 2? There's more? <laughs> and then I went to geometry and that made sense to me. And there's algebra in it. And calculus. Because there's shapes and stuff I can see. Oh, calculus. Pfft, never dabbled. Calculator, Algebra Two, the sequel. Most sequels suck. Oh yeah. Other than The Godfather, uh, the sequels are almost always worse than the original, and Algebra Two is no exception. Like calculus, is that a Greek god? <laughs> it is to me. Algebra. It's a god of something because they can do things I can't do. They're Al- out, of, out of this world. Algebra Two is like The Hangover Two. <laughs> terrible. It's just terrible. And if they made a, a Algebra Three, I wouldn't even oh. go to it. Well, I've been burned by this franchise. Yeah, I, it's horrifying. What's the denominator? What does that mean? What's A? A is the first letter of the alphabet. I win. That's correct on a test, by the way. Miss Dijon didn't think so. But when she said, what does A equal? And I wrote the first letter of the alphabet. I wasn't wrong. That's just not the letter. Prove it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you put a red X next to that. That's 100% accurate. That's not what I was looking for. You need to be more specific on your tests,
1: John. Let me give you a little bit of algebra that goes along with your talk this morning. Don't. Why this country is awesome. The algebra for me says I just bought my fourth car. Yes. All are in working order and insured.
0: X yeah. this Chiching Chavez. <laughs> the only number I understand next to letters is USA number one. That's my algebra equation because I'm dumb. F- you. Yeah, I don't get algebra. I don't know how we got off on that. I'm afraid of it. All this talk of equality and inclusion
1: and now you're segregating letters and numbers. Yeah, I am. Shame,
0: man. Shame. But I'm no Dilbert. You turn to me for this kind of stuff. (laughs) God damn it. If I could segregate anything, it wouldn't be races. It would be algebra from my existence. And maybe if I had a time machine go back in time, I'd stop algebra from existing, come up with a better plan. Don't use letters with it. It just confuses me. I spell words. Like, I think Doja Cat is written in almost every algebraic equation. (laughs) I don't understand anything. (laughs) Anyway. USA. That's all we need to worry about. Mexico sucks. Chinese can't tell themselves apart. And they've been lying to us, making us feel bad about it. But they're cremating people whose bodies have been identified, and it's the wrong guy. Did you see that, by the way, over in Mesa? They cremated that guy's grandma or mom. And she didn't want to be cremated. uh They made a mistake. Can you imagine? The, I, you know, I feel, know. feel terrible for the family. They're, they're big-time religious, like, believers that cremation is hellbound stuff. Yeah. And they had long talks. Uh, the dude was on the news, and he said, my last words on her deathbed, and I don't know if this is true or just for the lawsuit, was that he said, we're going to put you in your best dress. We're going to get your face done up. She loved lipstick. We're going to put the most beautiful lipstick. You're going to shine like an angel. And we're going to send you off properly. And then I got a call that said that they cremated her. I don't. I feel almost as bad as you can feel about anything for that family. But the person who's not getting any empathy right now that deserves it is the poor bastard at the crematorium that had to make the call, make the mistake. Or- no, the mistake yeah. guy's out. Yeah, there's an easy fix there. Due to make the call wasn't the guy who got fired. The guy that got fired was the one who burned someone up that wasn't supposed to be They got the schedule wrong guy who made the call was there to pick up the pieces that is a tough phone call can you imagine hi how are you it's uh from davis uh mortuary yes yeah how's it going just a touch of bad news um
1: the deceased is deceased again yeah. in a different way
0: do you how much makeup did your mother wear because she's going to need a ton? We've tried to put some water on the ashes and reshape her into a human, but it's it's looking pretty escaped from Alcatraz right now It's not a foundation yeah we're going to need more makeup and that phone call had to be devastating for both parties, but they're going to make a fortune off of that because you can't burn people up that didn't want to be burned up.
1: You All they did do. is gave us a gift certificate for the future death. yeah what Someone I mean what do you do how do you
0: make that good I mean I don't but they did it and it happened right here in town it's just brutal horrifying that phone call that guy had to dial six numbers and then hang up again and go I can't do this but we got to tell them oh it, it, it's harder than telling somebody they died just telling them that you took their dead body and did something wrong to it and we owe ski, we owe ski, you guys. We're sorry, we owe. What do you need? Well, millions of dollars now. Yeah, I figured that would be your answer. And I don't know which, which mortuary it is, but I can't imagine they're going to stay open. I don't know how you take another client after that. I saw you guys on the news the other night. Are you, uh, you still got access to the fireplace or did they shut that down for you? No, no, we still got it. We We have a double key system now. <laughs> on my mark. Yeah, on my mark. Three, It's two, like war games. Wait, wait, wait,
1: that's the wrong old lady. Oh,
0: no. Uh, good thing I paused. Oh, crap. Hello? Yeah, it's the mortuary. You remember your other grandma? Oh, come on, you guys. <laughs> It's a double mistake because
1: they they got the grandma and then the 20-year-old son that died early is all lipstick, makeup, (laughs) and a dress.
0: Well, see, and that would have been what I'd have done if I'd have worked there. I'd have taken the next body that was supposed to be cremated. I'd have swapped out some ashes. I'd have dressed this next body up like grandma as best I could. You'd have to call your makeup artist. Oh, Annie and I would be working 24 (laughs) hours a day. Here's what she used to look like. It's like, this is a white boy. I'm going to turn this into a black grandma. Well, I know blackface is frowned upon, him, but it, it, you're saving a lot of asses right here. That's not grandma. Who is that? You just touch the face and it just comes off like frosting. <laughs> I'd be running for my life. I That's my, that's how I would have done it. And I would have been in more trouble. Yeah. But uh, that's how I'd have tried to fix that. C- credit to them for at least copying to the mistake. But water. That's a real humdinger of a mistake. <laughs> I mean your one job is to either burn it or not burn it. That goof seems pretty easy to like like mean, the minute the body gets in there, you put a sticker on it, it says no burn, right? Like that would be immediately well, stuck you it do it, it to piles of wood. Like Don't if it's add. got pesticide Don't on it, add. they stick an orange thing on it, it says no burn. Don't but water, non potable. You know which one, like immediate, your one job is to... Stickers get swapped all the time. (laughs) I guess that's true. You're so busy. You're too busy if you just can't tell. I don't know. Shove it in there. We're running behind. What kind of assembly line are you... Still dealing with a COVID backlog. Man. The family first. I mean, those poor people are going through hell. The dude who had to make that call. (coughs) Uh, Kind of a Um. warrior. To, I mean, just to get through that last number and hear that ring. Oh, the first. And you they know they're going to answer because it comes up on the ID as the mor- mortuary. You
1: think there were two guys oh. at the mortuary and they rochambeau for it? Oh, yeah.
0: No, there was a... They fired the people that needed to be fired, and then the two dudes left. They're like, ah, you call. I'm not calling. I'll shoot you for it. I called last I'll time. I'll take evens. <laughs> One, two, three, shoot. But, yeah, I called the last time. Yeah, they've had this problem before. They've got a. Script.
1: It's the fifth one this month.
0: You know who'll do it. Scott Adams. Dilbert's guy. He he loves this kind of stuff. People turn to Scott Adams for all sorts of controversies. Uh, what do you got in the big board of musical treats there, Bert? All
1: right, Wake Up Song time. And, of course, it's brought to you by our buddies at Action Ride Shop. It's a
0: big month over there. It's the uh, factory Santa Cruz sale going on right now. All Santa Cruz bikes on sale, as well as uh, 10% off all front suspension mountain bikes and 20% off all winter clothing. So, let's see what they got. It's all over there at Action Ride Shop on Gilbert Road and Southern, or just go online. They got everything listed right there, actionrideshop.com. I don't know if dope's on the list because of tonight's show, or if that's somebody's Both. patriotic thing to Both. say, Die, motherfucker, die. Yeah. that See, that's where we get a little lost in the USA thing is that somebody starts screaming to kill all the other countries. I didn't say that. Just ignore them. We need a song called Ignore the Others. Edge Crusher's great. We're an American band by Zombie. Yeah. That's solid. Mexican Radio, Authority Zero. I like that. Let's go with We're an American Band by Rob Zombie. All right. It's a solid one. Toledo's on that. We'll push that. Today. Good stuff. Travel band down there in Mexico. Uh oh, I love every second of it. Love every second of it. Uh, <laughs> see, and I've got friends texting. Before I even said it, it's like, man, you just dress up the next person who didn't get cre- cremated and call it grandma. And that's I fear that's what I would have done. And I know Brett would have been. Brady would have been the moral one. Brady would have made the phone call. If we worked that mortician's thing, Brett and I would have been the ones scrambling to make the next body look like grandma. Oh, 100%. Brady would, we got to call the family. We don't have to do anything. I'm going to kill thing. you. You're going in the fire next if you say that one more time. We got to let them know we made a mistake. Brett's making this look pretty good. <laughs> it's kind of Medea, but it looks pretty good. And then the, you dern, would be like, all right, stop making jokes. Yeah, I would have fixed Thomas? it. Thomas? I'd have been in, I'd have been in <laughs> ten times more trouble trying to cover up the... We, the the cover-up is always worse than the crime. Will you shut the f- <laughs> and grab some brown paint? <laughs> We're going to make this teen boy look just <laughs> like that grandma. It's the last thing I do. It's going to be the last thing you do as a free man, you idiot. But I would have done that. So kudos to them, even though terrible error. And I hope the family gets millions. I mean you deserve it. What a terrible mess. Uh anyway, bad things still happen. It's still a great place to be. If that's the worst thing that happens to you is you get cremated and not buried. That's one of Uh oh. Uh oh. I don't like when you print things. <laughs> uh <laughs> well, going back to what it's i said earlier back. says it's too bad grandma wasn't chinese the mortuary just could have added a different granny <laughs> it's a another. One. it's true two cremation stories this morning hey, it's
1: not weird that it's pretty cool actually no membership i've heard enough of this
0: you've been listening to holmberg's morning sickness podcast brought to you by our friends at eric's family barbecue in avondale meat mesquite